Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. And Jessica, and we are here on a bonus episode. It's kind of fun. I know. Love bonus episodes. We're going to be talking all about thriving in the classroom when we know this time of year anyway, let alone (laughs) this year and everything that we know teachers have been going through. Um, We're just trying to survive. We're just counting down the days. We're just trying to make it to the end of the year. And we want to talk about just some simple ways that you can hit the end of the year, you know, on a a high note, end it great, and still um, be able to thrive in the classroom these last couple of weeks, maybe even month of school, depending on when you guys get out. Let's do it. Let's dive in. So we've got three, I don't know, strategies, things you can be doing. I don't even want to say strategy. I think it's even just things to think about. Think about. I like that. Yeah. We're keeping this light and easy because we don't want to give you work to do by any means. No. You don't need that right now. (laughs) So number one is to surround yourself with people who lift you up, right? Find a supportive community, whether that's the teachers at your school, an online community, your group of girlfriends, whatever it is, right? We all know at school, there's always that one teacher who kind of just brings you down, right? They're venting about their students a lot. They're complaining about the technology and what's happening in Zoom and the responsibilities. And it's just like, you get caught up in hearing about it. It brings you down, right? And then that affects how you show up in the classroom. So instead, find a group of people who are having fun, who are able to laugh at, you know, what's happening sometimes in the world or on Zoom or whatever, and just be able to enjoy yourself with those people. It's really going to boost your morale, boost your positivity, and help you approach these last few weeks of school with, you know, a, a lighter feeling, I guess. I don't yeah. think I'm saying that well, but a lighter it's a vibe, like a lighter, lighter energy. vibe. Yes. Yeah. Lighter energy. Cause like so much of our lives are impacted by the energy that we surround ourselves with, you know, and right. it's like, you can't even put necessarily a finger on it. it. Might even not even be someone who is complaining all the time, but it might just be that energy that they bring, right. Yes. Feed off of that energy. And it impacts there's, us. There's some kind of study out there and like, I don't have the scientific name for it, but I've heard about this multiple times that like you are basically the, the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. So really think about who are those people? Like off the top of my head, it's Caitlin that I spend the most time (laughs) with and my husband, right. And my kids, that's who I surround myself with. Those are all really positive, fun people. They're not bringing me down. They're not complaining about things because if they were, I would definitely find myself going like, Oh, it's tough today or want, want, you know, we don't want that. Well, my experience is a little bit different right now because Will's three and a half and I am, I definitely have a three and a half. (laughs) That's a tough one. (laughs) And Bob and I just look at each other sometimes (laughs) and we're like, Oh my gosh, like stop. (laughs) But it's fine. He's really freaking cute and says the cutest thing. Of course, he makes up for it. it and we actually have a whole podcast episode where we talk about this, the, the importance of surrounding yourself with positive people. So we'll include that link to that podcast um, in the show notes where you're watching or where you're listening to this rather. Um, number two, I think is really important to just like our own mental health. And that's trying to not fall into the comparison trap. And I I feel like it's just human nature. It's something that I default to is just comparing myself to other people, other things, you know, just in general, we just compare. And when we see things on Instagram and social media and Facebook and Pinterest, we might find ourselves in a place where we feel less than. 
And if what we're looking at and what we're, you know, bringing into our lives, whether consciously, subconsciously, that's going to impact us. That's going to affect us. So if we're constantly telling ourselves a narrative of, oh man, my classroom doesn't look like that, or oh man, my students aren't doing that, or oh man, I should be doing more. Even if we don't feel like it's actually affecting us, when we start to tell ourselves that narrative over and over and over again, it becomes a part of us and it becomes a part of the way that we look at ourselves. And so I think it's really important that if you find yourself in that spot, to just stop going on Instagram, stop looking at social media. You know, it's something that I did. I don't go on our Instagram very much anymore because it was just bringing me down. And I was like, forget it. I don't need to do that. You know, I'm, I'm being surrounded by so much negative talk and I'm feel lighter, happier as a result of it. It's that it ties into that first part too, of if you find yourself in a supportive community, continue doing that, right? Do more of what works and less of what doesn't work, that whole concept. And I want to just kind of talk into the beauty of our, our Facebook group with our EB mm -hmm. club and our EB writing program members is it is of paramount importance to us that it is a positive supportive community. And that's one of our, our guiding lights in the Facebook group is one of our core values right. as a company is positivity. Um, and we just have been able to create this beautiful community where teachers aren't comparing themselves to each other. You know, if a teacher comes in with a question that might they might be nervous to ask, they're gonna find a whole bunch of supportive teachers who are going to say, you're doing a great job. You know what, maybe we should try this instead. And just offering that lending hand, that helping hand, that positive um, energy, that positive support that we all need in our lives. I love that. And that's like where I spend most of my time. If I'm going online or social media, it's in our Facebook group. And I just love seeing what our teachers are up to. Totally. totally. So find that positive community, avoid the comparison trap. And then right. let's talk about number three. Which oh, and I love this so one. Important. This is fun. It's favorite. <laughs> it is. It's, it's totally my favorite. And that is to plan a reward for yourself. This year has been hard, right? It's been like nothing you've ever experienced before. So let's acknowledge that and say, you know what? I've worked my butt off. I've done a really good job with my students and I deserve a reward. So celebrate, pick something, anything that you can do for yourself, whether it's a little thing each week until the end of the year, whether it's something, you know, on June 4th, when it's the last day of school, whatever that is for you, that you can look forward to you too, and can just honor yourself and celebrate. Totally. If you are like, I mean, you know, this is my son and not an adult teacher, but he is literally like, mom, there is six weeks and two days left of school. And I know exactly what day I'm getting out. And it's at 10 o'clock that day. And he has got his first day of summer planned. Like he knows where we're going to lunch. He knows that baseball starts the next day. And that is what he wakes up talking about every day. And I freaking love it because yes. he is, he's still into school and he's excited about school, but he is eye on the prize and it's summertime and he's going to reward himself. And I think it's wonderful. And I hope you're able to come up with some kind of celebratory event that you can do for yourselves too, whether be, it's big or small. We should all be like Jameson. We yes. Take a, a learn from Jameson. Out of Jameson's playbook. Um, you know, cause celebrating ourselves is important because when we do that, um, and Jessica, when I were talking about this before the episode aired, um, we're honoring ourselves, we're honoring yes. our hard work. And I think sometimes, and I do this and I fall into this trap of, I, I do whatever goal I had set out for. And then I'm like, I don't need to go get a pedicure. Mm -hmm. I don't need to go get that dinner. It's fine. I'll do it later. But then I'm kind of telling myself that I, I am not, I didn't earn that or I'm not deserving right. of that or something, not consciously, 
but subconsciously, you know, it affects our subconscious. And I think that we need to treat our subconscious um, delicately, kindly in a different way, because it tells us things. I feel like I'm going down a weird path, but it tells us things. <laughs> it's getting all like Northern California on you. Right. It tells us things that we're not aware of necessarily all the time, but that directly impact us. You know, yeah. we start to hear things over and over again of you're not worthy or you don't deserve that or things. That's what we start to believe about ourselves. And we feel like right, you're creating a pattern. Exactly. And so when we do actually follow through with the reward that we've planned for ourselves, we are honoring ourselves. We are telling our subconscious and conscious mind that you are deserving, that you did an amazing job, that you crushed it despite all of the ridiculous frustrating, insane challenges that this year has put in front of you. And you deserve that. And you need to honor yourself for that. So I'd actually love to know what you are going to reward yourself with. Yes. Like legit, please send us an Instagram direct message and tell us you listen to this episode. I am doing X, Y, and Z because I want to see. And you guys, seriously, we are really into this. We did our batch planning event a few months ago with our teachers. And part of the event, you know, I'm gonna give a little spoiler alert here, but we gave out prizes and teachers got to share the rewards they wanted. And then we said, okay, we're going to support you in that. And like the rewards were so different and so unique to each people. Like I know one of our teachers, she's like, you know what? I love hiking. I'd love some new hiking boots and I'm going to take myself out in there. And I was just like, that's awesome. Probably not something I would pick, but I think it's so cool to hear that. Totally. And so yeah, EV paid for some of our teachers mm -hmm. for themselves because we wanted to show them, you know, we support you. It is so important to um, to do those rewards and to reward ourselves. And yeah, I, she's in that teacher's in Northern California. She's like, just, yes, there. she is. <laughs> I know she's great. She's awesome. <laughs> Best. All right, you guys. So with that being said, um, this was a bonus episode and we'll see you next week on Tuesday. We're going to be talking about creating rigorous lessons that don't stress your students out, which I think is a delicate balance. Um, and also a mindset shift for us as teachers as well about rigor and kind of what our students are capable of. So I'm stoked to get into that episode. Same. Uh, anything else? Are we good to go? That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We love having this time with you. Totally. And I want to remind you to grab that free detective lesson. We've been talking about this month on the podcast, go to evacademics.com forward slash detective lesson. It's a great lesson. Use it with your students, tag us on social media. We would love to see it. I think it's a great way to kind of round out the school year. Awesome activity to use with your kids. Um, so with that being said, we will see you guys next week on the podcast. Have a wonderful day. Bye everyone.